Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Maria Menounos here. Are you like me, so obsessed with your favorite TV series that you want more? Have I got the solution for you? After Buzz TV. After Buzz TV produces after shows for your favorite TV shows, where After Buzz hosts break down episodes, answer questions from fans, and interview series cast and crew. Whether it's Game of Thrones, Dancing with the Stars, Scandal, or Love and Hip Hop, chances are After Buzz produces an after show for you. So check out AfterBuzzTV.com or download episodes on iTunes. Buzz you later. From the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for DC Movie News. And here are your hosts, Johnny LaQuasto, Adam Gertler, and our real-life Wonder Woman, Roxy Stryer. Hello, Schmoville, and welcome at long last to DC Movie News. I'm Adam Gertler. I'm the real live Wonder Woman, Roxy Stryer. <laughs> and I'm Johnny LaQuasso, definitely not a superhero. And we can <laughs> finally are so happy to bring this show to you because guess what? There's finally DC movies to talk about. Bam. Damn well, right. I know we were supposed to start this like a month ago, but I have to. That's my fault. Yes, I, it is. You want to tell everybody what you were doing while you while you couldn't be here? I'm sorry, guys. I was out of the country. I was doing a comedy tour for the troops in the Middle East and Africa. So I mean, what am I gonna do? You yeah, can't exactly. Start that so, with I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize <laughs> for sorry. the whatever, show starting in November. Whatever problems you might have with Johnny, just remember he worked for the troops. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> and I'm going back at some point. All right, so I, I figured uh, let's just start off with introducing ourselves and meeting all you guys. Mobile, we're so excited to be here for you. Uh, let's just talk about how we all got here because it's kind of like a random collection of people. Um, I, 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 I host FX Movie Download on FX on Friday nights. We show movies. I've also been doing stuff on Food Network. So I do anything related to uh, geeky stuff, comic books, movies, or food because those are the things that I like. Uh, and I was really happy to, uh, to meet Christian Harloff at Comic Con this year just to kind of just, just let him know what a fan I was of the shows and, and, and AMC and all that stuff. And um, and then yeah, next thing you know, here we are. Boom. So how'd you get here? Okay, so uh, I work at AfterBuzz. I'm a host and a producer over there, and so I met um, everybody at Schmoes, and they asked me to come on the Schmoes No Movie Show. Their fans were the most incredible fans of all time. They That's love you guys. You. They're unbelievable. They you guys are unbelievable. Them. You're the best ever. It. You're the best ever. You guys come out really strong for me. So that's been amazing. Um, really, I sucked so bad, but because you guys made up <laughs> for me, then you got, you know, they showed their love and they were like, no, you got to bring her back. You really tied their hands. They had no yeah. choice. So they did have to yeah. kind of put me on the show. Um, so here I am. That's how I got here. <laughs> awesome. And Johnny, Jay LaQuasto, the Man, missing link. This goes back a long ways. Um, I've been friends with Harloff and Ellis. Before they were the schmoes, um, they were like my first two comedy friends in Los Angeles. We all did back when Harloff did stand up. I don't even know what year that was. It was a while ago <laughs> though, and so we've been we've been really good friends ever since. And um, I've, I've popped in periodically on the schmoes over the years, um, but they thought that this would be the three of us would be a great fit. And um, and I got to say too, the schmoes fans are the greatest group. 
of fans. I and I think it stems back to Mark and Christian, not to kiss their ass, but they're just really great dudes. They don't mind if you kiss a little bit. Right. So this, okay. this is very much, in, in the purest sense, an arranged marriage, but I, I really believe in this arranged marriage. I think it's yeah. going to work. Primarily, what I think we're going to be talking about is, of course, the new Warner Brothers movie news. It's right there in the title. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to occasionally kick it back to some of the old school DZ movies. There have been many, many great ones over the years. We might talk about a comic books on occasion as they refer to the films. You see, I got a few of them up here. And then, of course, DC crushes it in all things TV and animation. So that may might come up as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but the primary focus, and at least on today, this is our first episode, we have a major, major slate to cover, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should we jump in and just start talking about the DC movie slate? I mean, look, the place is decorated. We might as well just get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, with all this amazing stuff that you brought I mean, in, this by looks the way. good. I want to see how many bags you, you look like a mom on Christmas. I, well, honestly, the reason why it, I know it looks a little Batman heavy here, but like <laughs> Batman has always been my favorite character, and my mom will always buy me uh, Batman tchotchkes and things because she thinks I'm still 12. Is, is this a coin bank? That is a coin bank. Can we just say, though, I did participate in bringing stuff. I, I did bring in my very own thing, so I think that I'm cool, too. You did. Harley Quinn. And yeah. that's very relevant, possibly, to the Suicide it's Film, the awesome. Suicide Squad film we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring anything. Um, I just wore so let's, a, a uh, black and blue suit. Uh, you brought yourself. Yeah. yeah, let's get it. All right. So here we have... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we have enough fodder for podcasts for the next 26 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is It looks good up there. It does look great. I mean, this is what's happening now. Uh uh the the CEO of Warner Brothers, Kevin Suchihara, recently announced uh this ambitious movie slate. It had been suspected for a long time that DC was going to come out with this a slate or something similar to like this and we finally got the official word. Um obviously, we know about Batman v Superman, which is the first one uh that we're getting now in 2016, but a lot of these are surprises. You have things like Suicide Squad, which people yeah. are like, "What the heck is that?" Wonder Woman, which people have been asking for for a long time. They recently tried to reboot the TV show. That didn't work out so I hear well. that you might have a Wonder Woman shirt that you might bless us with at some point. I might. I didn't want to open up with the Wonder Woman shirt because, I, you know, I want people to know that I am very <laughs> progressive. But, you know, I yeah. figured I'd be a little subtle and go Nightwing And today. because the shirt is a schmedium size. It so is definitely uh, a schmedium. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we got Justice League. 2017. Right. You got a Flash movie. Woo! First time you're going to see Flash on the big screen ever. Word. Aquaman. Not since the the fake James Cameron Entourage project has an Aquaman movie been taken seriously. I'm Great stoked show. for that one. I know it, it, people. No, we have no idea which way it's going to go. We, we don't. But growing up as a fat swimmer, I like Aquaman. Yeah. So well, I'm could for you that always one. hold your breath a long time? No, hell no. Uh, that, no. I was 160 pounds when I was 11. I couldn't hold anything. Uh, barely so that's a myself. F fat, not PH fat. That no, I was like definitely a fat in capital letters. Okay, I was cool. kind of a chubby kid too. The only race I could ever win was was the underwater for 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 time. For distance, I would just refuse to get up. That's all I can do. Uh, not, not a lot of athleticism here. Shazam happening in 2019. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Then we'll talk about this little surprise, Justice League Part 2. We have Cyborg, which is very exciting, and Green Lantern not happening till 2020. By that time, people will have long forgotten about the Ryan Reynolds debacle. I don't even want to think about how old I'm going to be when Cyborg comes out. That's just disturbing. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Oh, come on. Guys, you know, the first thing I'd like to talk about um, is just a quick, I don't want to do a review or anything, but let's talk a little bit about what launched this new universe. Mm-hmm. 
Johnny, you and I had a little party last night. You made stew. We, Great uh, chef. I made stew. That's right. Always, anytime you're partying with me, there will be food. There will be sausage, barbecue, smoked meats, things like that. I wasn't invited. I'm, no, no. You My were very much invited. First off, you can't mention sausage and say Roxy wasn't invited. That's just a weird It was kind Man of a sausage party. party. All right, it was. Uh, so we watched, we watched Man of Steel last night just to kind of get us back on the same page. And I got to tell you, for me personally... This was a film that I anticipated for two solid years. I, I, I should tell you, I'm, I'm a big comic book fan. I've been collecting comics since I'm eight years old. I'm 37 now. That's a lot of issues I have in my parents' garage, okay? <laughs> issues? A lot of issues. Comic book issues. Comic book issues. And All some kinds other, of issues. Some other issues. We don't have enough time for well. <laughs> So I... Um, you know, I'm, I'm also, you know that thing that can happen sometime when you see a movie and it's really terrible and you convince yourself you like it. it may have happened with the Angley Hulk. I did that with No Holds Barred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, that was Superman Returns. I was so excited that, you know, Brian Singer, who made these great X-Men movies, was going to be making a Superman movie and that they were kind of picking up in the same world with the same DNA as the original Dick Donner films from the 70s and 80s. And I thought, this is genius. And what happened was something that at first I thought I liked it. And then I realized it is the most boring excuse for a superhero movie ever. Whew. Those did you guys see that? What, what did you yeah. think about that? I mean, no, I, I get what you're saying. Absolutely, I'm somebody who I'm easily pleased with movies. Okay, I hey, think. Look, I, but I get it. I get what you're saying. You're not comparing Man of Steel to Superman Returns. Well, though. I am as just as, as as virtue of a way of a gateway. I just want to okay. say because we got that Superman movie that was supposed to relaunch everything, and it was a dud. Yeah, yeah. And they abandoned it, and it then we had to short. wait. We had to wait another. I mean, it, four years. DC's we got had a, movie. a couple misses, and not that we're uh, look. Luckily, we we win because we're we see everything. We're going to see everything Marvel. We're going to see everything DC. This show's about DC specifically. But when it comes down to it, DC's got to be feeling a little bit of the pressure because Marvel has been destroying it. Granted, you know, DC's awesome in television. Absolutely. But a lot of the money comes from the movies, and Marvel is just so like in a, in a marathon. Marvel's on like mile twenty, like twenty one right now. Right, they're doing well so. recently. But and again, this, we're not going to make it an East Coast West Coast thing. We don't yeah. want like you know a Twitter hate war. Like if so, we're, we're two pops. Yeah, I want to talk about that for a second though, just about the DC universe and if we are up to par with where we would like to be right now. I think that we are doing a great job. I think that we're right where we should be. I thought the slate was awesome. Overall, I really thought that they hit the nail on the head. And I think that Man of Steel was good enough for me to invest myself in this slate. Okay. Now, I was, as I was saying, when I first saw it, I saw Midnight Show and I was a little let down. And and I think it was because it was really late and it was really long and I thought some of the sequences went on too long. I had a big problem with how they killed Pa Kent because, again, you know, I'm a yeah. big fan of those Christopher Reeve movies and I always thought it was genius how, it, you know, in that first Superman movie, his father dies from a heart attack mm -hmm. and there's nothing he could do with all the powers. Mm -hmm. And in this movie... Uh, his dad goes down from a tornado to save a dog. Yeah, and that was so hard just to watch with the hand as he makes him stand there, and I'm he like, could have gone in and out. He just waves. Like, hey, I'll catch up with you. I got this. Not coming home yeah. for dinner, son. But that's, really sad. That's why we see the earlier scenes where he tells him, you know, yes, you do let them die when the bus goes down and everything happens. I get it. Especially when Carol is standing there and he could easily run and get the dog and come back. That's the yeah. thing is he could go there, he could pop in and out, and nobody would see it. I'm just saying that my point is, each time I see Man of Steel, I fall in love with it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think Zack Snyder's movies are gorgeous. I great. think Watchmen, whatever you think about that, 
gorgeous. 300, incredible movie. The, the flying, this is the first time we've seen a Superman that looks like the Superman for the comics. Remember, most people's knowledge of Superman, most people have seen it more in the movies and on TV and in cartoons than have actually read the books. Well, of course, yeah. So, I'm, I'm one of those too. Right. Exactly, so yeah. if you're going from the books, and, and I remember reading a, a limited edition uh, series by uh, the artist writer John Byrne in 1986 called Man of Steel, which was basically a retelling of Superman's origin. And I think that this movie, Man of Steel, borrows a lot from that. It's appropriately so. Exactly. It's 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 telling the story of the character from the comics. And Henry Cavill, my goodness, does he not like he cuts a nice figure. Yeah, he just looks like <laughs> Superman. I mean, on yeah. and off screen, he really does. He embodies him. I like that. They didn't need to go too far to cast him. Johnny and I were more than a little uncomfortable appreciating the man's physique yesterday. Yeah. That's why you have just to have like a woman saying, in the room. like, why? How do we do it? What could we do? Possibly. And the thing is, you know, he didn't show exactly a lot of personality, but Superman was never known for having a ton of personality. So it's kind quips. of a hard line to really, yeah. So well, yeah, he, does, he does make that little quip after they finally kiss and he sa- and she says, no, oh, well, doesn't it go all downhill from here? And he's like, and he's sure. like oh, that's only with a human. Only humans, yeah, baby. I thought that he was cute. Which really should make us a little uncomfortable. Like, wait, I'm about to have sex with an alien? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on well, board. I mean, yeah, you could take that leap. I don't know if they had time to consummate the relationship at that time. No. They did just had time to steal a quick kiss while, um, <laughs> you know, a bunch of Kryptonians were destroying the planet. Yeah. But overall... <laughs> bigger things to bigger <laughs> fish to fry. I agree with Roxy. I think it's a great place to start the universe. I don't think that they knew exactly where they were going when they made that film. That's why we've had this... We're going to have this kind of like three-year gap before the next film. But there's tons of Easter eggs in it. We get to see LexCorp. We know that's a thing. We get to see uh, Wayne Enterprises. Right. Yeah. What was that? The Wayne Enterprises was a... Um, a, it was a satellite out in space. That's it, right. yes. And what, which kind of brings us into, um, you know, the next movie, which is going to be Batman v Superman. I got to say, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, I don't want to wait until 2016. Absolutely. Like, Man of Steel was, what was it? It came out in 2013. Sometime last year. Yeah. I would love to see Man of Steel. Like, it's so well, you exciting. Don't, you don't have to. 2016, the, the great thing is, in the DC Universe, they have these things called boom tubes, yeah. which I believe travel between time and space. Mm-hmm. So you can actually... Um, I think, is that is that the music we're hearing right now? Yeah, that's, uh, this is the... Okay, all right. Well, I was going to get to that, but basically... It this, looks like we're here. Yeah, yeah, it looks <laughs> like we're here. So, this music you're hearing right now is not Hans Zimmer. This is who is just announced to be co-scoring Batman v Superman. And just give it a listen and tell me if it doesn't sound like badass Batman music. So what is it? Junkie XL? Oh, I... Yeah. It's a great Did we just end? I gave it away? Yeah, yeah. So, no, Junkie <laughs> oh, I XL... Took your no, no, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's another composer. Yeah. He's a friend of Hans Zimmer who worked on the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. It's a great name. And it is a great name. And so uh, it just came out just yesterday, actually, that Hans Zimmer, who'd kind of been agonizing with this tough choice, he's like, I just scored three Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Now I do a Superman movie. Now I've got, obviously, we're introducing Batman and Batman v Superman. So he's like, I already did my Batman theme. How am I going to retread over that and make it different and still give respect to the Nolan films, but make it clear that this is a separate universe? He goes, aha! And he brings in Junkie XL. It's awesome when somebody can acknowledge that maybe they aren't the only person for the job yeah. and they need a little bit of help, which I think is what he did. And then you call a guy named Junkie. Yeah. And you're all set. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, this guy 
guy has done music for 300 Rise of an Empire, which is a sequel that Zack Snyder produced, but to that great Zack Snyder directed film 300. And, and that's it, what that came from that we yeah. just were listening to, correct? Yes, yes. That was called Marathon from, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. That, that piece is called Marathon from 300 Rise of an Empire. Listen to that, turn off the lights, and just imagine some badass Batman action. And I think it's going to be perfect. I love that he was like, you're going to take Batman, I'll take the other guy. Yeah. And the other guy he's, of course, referring to is Superman. Who's yeah. going to be in Batman v Superman? But also, it looks like we're going to be getting our first little look of Wonder Woman, yep. which is amazing. Oh my god, am I excited to see! This is her first live action appearance on the big screen, so it's really, really exciting. It's yeah. really exciting, and not to mention, it's not like they went with a celebrity. I mean, this this woman has not done a ton of stuff, so I give DC a, a lot of credit. Yeah, for what do you think about that? Good call, bad call? I know a lot of people, there, they were upset about it, but to me, as someone who works in entertainment, I like people getting opportunities when they're not already famous, because that's how the ball keeps rolling. you got to give people opportunities. She must have crushed it in the auditions. I'm sure she's going to bulk up a little bit, get a trainer, get a nutritionist, whatever she has to do I mean, to look like Wonder Woman. I mean, she's dropped a gorgeous as it is right too, now, yeah. though. I think that it's too early to judge her. I don't know right. if she's kick-ass. I'm, so I'm hoping she I'm is. I'm so glad you said that, Rock. Because in general, I like to be a little bit more optimistic and not judge things until they're there. Mm-hmm. I don't understand a lot of the, uh, the the precognitive hate that seems to spew from people sometimes. Like, like Affleck got? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. And I'm old enough to remember people, you know, poo-pooing Mr. Mom being cast as Batman and... Kind of iconic. And for anyone who's pissed off about Ben Affleck, uh, see Val Kilmer and George Clooney and then bitch about it. Well, There's no reason to complain. Ben Ben Affleck has been crushing it in every project he's done. Do you think he's not going to do everything possible to be amazing? Don't you think Clooney or Affleck uh, or Clooney or uh, uh, Kilmer could have been good Batman there? Do you really think it was their fault that those movies were bad? Not necessarily, but I'm not saying. I I just think Affleck fits the much better uh, Batman character than either one of them. I'm a little hesitant about Affleck, I do have to say. He's somebody somebody I can judge a little more more. Uh, I can't judge Gal as much because I don't know. Right. I haven't seen enough performances. Affleck, I've seen a million. I think he happens to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I just saw Gone Girl, obviously. It was just in the Creepy. box office. I thought he was amazing in it. I think that he's really talented. Yeah. But something about him is that he's very subdued. He just is kind of like... Th- uh, he's got this vibe to him. I guess Batman is too. He's kind Batman's of a loner. Kind of subdu- yeah. Yeah, Batman's kind constantly of- conflicted. You got to remember that. Absolutely. So, so I, I'm not thinking he can't do this. I just don't know if he was the choice that I would have made. I'm hoping he crushes it. I got to say, I was a huge, huge fan of Affleck when he was in Goodwill Hunting. He was that, you know, that, that smart, alecky, funny talk. He had some great comedy scenes. And I think that that is the facade of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. It's important to see that when he's playing the millionaire playboy side, that that. That is the character, but he's a master of disguise. He's the world's greatest detective, and he plays that funny playboy well. But the real side is the stoic, dark, introverted Dark Knight. And I think... I think he's going to be great. I really do. And let's be honest. It's it's almost impossible to follow Christian Bale. So mm-hmm. I don't know who they could have gotten. I You know, the only person that wouldn't have gotten criticized is if they just cast a kind of a, a newbie like, like, like yeah. Wonder Woman. Well, and, and, you know, and that's something that DC does a lot. Even like when Christopher Reeve was cast, nobody knew who he was. He mm-hmm. came out of like Juilliard, you know? Right. It's not that I'm worried about him playing Batman, but you're talking about this playboy. I mean, Good Will Hunting, which happens to be my favorite movie of all time. Oh, it's a very different character. Yeah. They, I mean, what's he going to do take that Boston accent all those vibes well just, just the like charm a- I guess I mean like the charm when he walks into the office and he's like showing up there in, in, in Will Henningstead and he's like you're my chief negotiator and this all this kind of stuff yeah. I just think that that kind of like 
you know, that, that, that humor, that, that wise ass kind of mentality could be played to effect yeah. as a different kind of Bruce Wayne. Totally. I will be pleasantly surprised isn't even the right term, but if he knocks it out of the park, I will be happy and I will eat my words. I'm interested to see what Gal Gadot could do as Wonder Woman because oh, we don't know how good of an, I mean, I'm assuming she's a very good actress. Otherwise I wouldn't have cast her. She's obviously a beauty queen. She's she stunning. She was in date night. She was yeah. uh, in the, uh, she had her famous line in date night. We have have sex with them right with uh, Steve Carell and Tina Fey and Fan. that's what got her cast I'm assuming she's not going to have an I'm accent saying, but I mean who knows who knows what kind of accents they have on Themyscira where she's from you know or, yeah absolutely or on, the, or on, a, on, a, on Paradise Island what about the role with. she's going to be playing though so I know we were just talking about this briefly off air I wanted to bring it on screen for mm-hmm. a second about the new 52 all the comic books that have been coming out and how Wonder Woman is Superman's love interest in the comic books these days do we think that that's going to carry over to the screen or do we think that there's no future between the characters because everybody's so invested in love what about a love triangle Maybe I think. What about Mr. Batman slipping? I in? think Mr. LaQuasto is right on the money with that because yeah. we already saw the Lois Lane and the and, and Clark Kent character already got together in Man of Steel. Yep. They're not trying to do the BS with like, oh, I don't know who you are because of the glasses. He's working at the planet. She's helping him keep the cover. Uh, and then Wonder Woman's going to go in. I I feel like that the reason that we have the new Fifty Two, much like how Marvel has redone a lot of their books, is to kind of bridge the gap between the books and the movies to educate the younger audiences to say like. This is what Superman looks like here. That's why, yeah, yeah no, you'll see no red panties on Superman here in the new Fifty Two because because uh, Henry Cavill Superman has no red panties, and I love the red panties, but I'm okay without the red panties. Can we say that quote, panties. JT? Could you put that in as like a separate quote? I love the red panties, so we could use it in future episodes. <laughs> this is a source uh, of inspiration. This is the most seminal comic of all time. It is my favorite comic book story of all time. I'm not the only person to feel that way. The Dark Knight Returns. Right. Um, Zack Snyder has said that this is the source of a lot of the design and the intention. Uh, obviously, there's a great conflict between Batman and Superman uh, in this book. Uh, and there's even rumors of using the female Robin. Uh, Carrie Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there is room for a Robin in this. And who is? And who is? Who is the rumors? Who are we? Who are they talking about as possibly as uh, the female Robin? Oh, I don't know. uh, Jenna Malone, right? Jenna Malone. Is that who they I said for female that's Robin? That's who they said. Let yeah, she's been on the set. She's uh, been showing. She's got the hair, um, but she could be any role. But I mean, do you guys think we have so room? We for- might see Robin and Batman versus Superman. Uh, I, I, I would not put anything past this universe. I think there's going to be a lot of things going That's on. That's a lot of dynamics in one movie. That's going to be a four-hour movie. No. I mean, look, if it's done well, like, just think about how many X-Men are in one movie. There's a lot mm. of characters if you do it right. I mean... Well, who, Aquaman's going to show up in Batman vs. Superman, they claim. That's a very... Yeah, that <laughs> how? Is, I have no idea, but I'm kind of into it. In fact, there's been some uh, talk that it was sort of like a retcon thing, and we were talking about this in Man of Steel last night when, when uh, Clark gets blown off that oil rig, and he's kind of just like covering under the water and you see the whales come in some people have said oh yeah that's Aquaman that's cool, off yeah, camera yeah. saying and the white circles yeah. are going out like that all of the super friends and he's kind of telling them yo go save that guy I think he's cool I don't know if that's true or not but it could be another cool easter egg which I love it might be one of those things that we re- we see the scene all over again perhaps yes but yeah, yeah another nice cool flashback opportunity yeah. um, one other thing I wanted to bring up about this this movie marks the kind of separation between the Nolan verse you know who served as an executive producer of, uh, of uh, Man of Steel um, and his uh, and, and Goyer who has got the story 
credit, the script credit, and now they're moving on. And they said that Affleck's guy, the uh, dude who won the Academy Award, Chris Terrio, actually did the rewrite on Batman v Superman. So now you brought in Affleck, you brought his Academy Award winning uh, script writer. writer. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel ready to go. I mean, I, people who are doubting it right now, I think that they have every right. We've we've had some flops, but... I, well, I think any time there's a rewrite on something that huge, I think people get a little bit nervous. Well, it was before they started, though. Right. It right. wasn't like they were eight months into production. I mean, it was kind of like we, we won the, as they were... The feeling I got is that that they brought in Terrio when they were starting to plan out this slate, because you know this has been planned for a long time, and they said, this is where these movies are going to go. Uh, and I think that, as much as I love Zack Snyder, I think if he doesn't have a great script to work work with, then the movie could fall flat. I think that a lot of people point to Sucker Punch as a movie that like looks awesome, but nobody knows what the heck's going on in Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it's actually have... a great movie without sound, which is not something you want to say about it. <laughs> well, you bring up a good point. I mean, the plot hasn't been revealed for Batman vs. Superman. We can kind of speculate, and, and feel free, Schmovel, to let us know, too. What do you think the storyline is? Because the humans in uh, Man of Steel are very concerned about this alien. They don't... They still don't trust him, even though he saved them from General Zod. Right. So what's the storyline going to be? Are they going to recruit Batman to kind of watch over Superman like a lot of I, I have a hard time just figuring out how they're going to end up battling and I, I love them both so it's going to be really odd we also we're going to have to eventually get them on the same team <clears throat> we know uh, from history that they do fight but we're, we're going to have to get to some sort of understanding place Justice so, League yeah right, they absolutely. have a different sort of philosophy about things I think what's very likely is that there's a lot of destruction we know two very prominent billionaires in the DC universe are Mr. Lex Luthor mm-hmm. and Mr. Bruce Wayne mm. and there's probably so much destruction that that their companies are going to have to get involved in, in, in building back Metropolis. And I think that Batman, on his own, is going to have some issues with controlling this alien. And I think Batman will have been doing a lot of research. And I think if there's any artifacts that were discovered, I think that he's going to have those in the Batcave. And he's going to be retroactively fitting him. And I think that's how he comes up with his suit of armor. So you're saying, and Bat- kryptonite. So you're saying Batman will be the borderline heel kind of in the movie perhaps yeah because what is he worried about the alien for what exactly is he worried about Superman doing he already got rid of Zod well no I I just I think he wants to know what this interloper from another world is capable of before you know Superman is kind of callous in the first film he's like you can't control me right trust me but you can't tell me what to do I think that this is one of those the enemy of your enemy is your friend kind of situation so we do have Lex Luthor who has been cast as Jesse Eisenberg Uh, I want to get your opinion on that in a second but if we do have another big bad, that's maybe when we join forces, even mm-hmm. though they're going against each other, then they have to join together to go against somebody else yeah. uh, and accept one another's help. I think kind of I think Lex Luthor is is very well cast. I think the idea of taking a modern billionaire and modeling him after you know like a, a young computer mogul, mm-hmm. one that like Jesse Eisenberg has played before, yeah. I think is a good idea. Yeah, I think that's Lex the Luthor co- invents Facebook actually. In the yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a total. It's all it's all fits together. Um, I, I think that. it's great, and I think Lex Luthor in the comics is not always been um, the the mustache twirling villain. He's been the president of the United States. He's uh, you know, he's done a lot of good things, and they make him a more complex villain. I think the modern Lex Luthor is so much more interesting than just the classic, you know, when we had the superpowers and he was wearing, like, the green suit and he squeezed his legs together and he just does this yeah, no. to punch Superman. So do you almost feel like he's, he's you know, kind of like an anti-hero? Like, people almost sympathize with him? I think he's going to be a villain in the long run. Right. But I don't think for some time. Oh. I think he has his own agenda. Uh-huh. And I think every hero, every villain is the hero of his own story. And I think that to get many billions of dollars, sometimes you have to break a few eggs. It's called the 10 seasons of Smallville. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Good point. Now, how <laughs> many? I know we have Wonder Woman. Uh, supposedly, Aquaman's making an appearance. Did they announce any other characters that are supposed to be? In? Uh, I believe yeah. we might see Ray Fisher in this film too. Probably pre Cyborg. Really? But when we say okay. C, it's such a broad term because C could literally mean yeah. on the screen for one second. He could be at Star Lives in a lab coat. There could be an explosion that happens, and he could go under the True. knife. We might not see him suit up. It could be something so brief, like. But there has been you know, talk about Momoa. Ray Fisher, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, yeah. Henry Cap. Momoa being my favorite casting so Eisenberg. far. Eisenberg. Yes, very exciting. We'll uh. get to that when we talk to his uh, talk about uh, his uh, movie as well, which is coming right up. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, is there anything else we wanted to cover about Movie Superman? I wanted to kind of just at least briefly talk about some of the I other mean, movies. I mean, we got a lot of time. We can talk about that movie every week if we need to. I, I mean, know. That, that's and we, thing, will. we have a year and a half or ish. I, I'm not sure when the release date is. So much time before anything that's is, what, is That's on what screen. terrifies me. So what, what the hell is going to happen? Well, no, because no, until that's the that, best part. Yeah, because until then it's all it. potentially Man. great. I know. I, I'm with you, though. I'm like a little kid. And I'm like, come on, come on, let's go. But when it finally gets there, it's going to be that much sweeter because we waited for it. Can I make fun of one line in Please. Man of Steel? Oh, yeah. Uh, the very, very end when Man of Steel flies away mm-hmm. and the two military officers are there and, and the girl just giggles and says, oh. I just, I think it's kind of hot. Did we have to put that in there? <laughs> okay, awesome. Can we stop trying to be funny, DC? Now, Johnny, as as someone who just performed for the military, I want to ask you, did anybody say that about you? When you no, were getting they are stage? so straight oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they laugh, and she was a captain, so yeah, they not, laugh. Like they enjoyed the show, but they're very straight laced, and, uh, and no, well, no one complimented me on my looks. You not were gone jealous, by the time upset. they did. They definitely complimented behavior you. not befitting an officer, perhaps. I thought that so it was. Same. I mean, it it didn't. It was look what good. you were thinking, though, right? It didn't look good Granted, for women I across she, the world. It didn't, but I just thought that it was a really. If she good didn't moment. say it, I would have. Yeah. Granted, I thought she was hot, but not I'm allowed totally. to say that as a viewer. All right, absolutely. Just, um, know. No, no, you know, you, there was one other thing that maybe we should just touch on now because you said it. You said no jokes. A lot of people are worried about oh, this yeah. mandate about no humor. I like humor. Just do it right. Exactly. I think that on the whole, I do want to see these DC movies be darker than Marvel movies. I think that if uh, if Marvel's being the Beatles, then I want to see the DC be the Rolling Monk Stones Stones, right yeah, now. Or the monkeys. You know, either one. Definitely don't want to see that happen. If Sorry, that happens, we have a major, fault, major guys. malfunction. My fault. Um, <laughs> you don't even know the monkeys. You're of course, too young. I love the monkeys. Oh, okay. That's why I was all just right. thinking. Oh, You're I'm the youngest one here. I just thought you might not. But know I'm a baby. Yes, there will be humor. But it will be. It's. It, I think that comment is more refers to the tone. Yes. Right. They're, exactly. That's a completely. And how this I book see right it. here has plenty of humor in it. Okay. There's a. It's. It's. It's a, it's a tremendous satire about the future, yeah. about reality television, about uh, you know following the crowd, about uh, gang loyalty, and yet it's the darkest book I've ever read. So sure. if you use this as your source material, Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller, thank you so much. Um, then yeah, there's room for it. To be dark like, and I, I think so the kind of humor, up. the kind of humor I think we can go for is maybe like Jack Nicholson style Joker. Like he had some really funny moments. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but at the same time, you're like, oh, he's crazy. I just think that they're sick and tired of people comparing them to Marvel, asking mm-hmm. if they're going to use the humor, asking if they're going to do the post credits right. uh, scenes, all those things. So I think that they're just like. We're not humor. That's not us. And they kind of just snap right. and say things like that. I don't think they mean no jokes allowed. Right. And you know like, how people pick up on a single soundbite and yeah, then like it blows, it blows out of proportion. Absolutely. Well, someone just made a, a, a statement about that, about uh, almost like 
trashing Marvel for having those little teasers at the end of the. It, it, uh, it was a, it was a Christopher Nolan no. quote, I believe, from the Guardian when somebody, what, I guess Zack Snyder had an idea for one, and and reportedly. I wasn't there. Um, I, I was I was making sausages, and, and, and Nolan said a real movie wouldn't do that. Right. Hmm. I mean, I just feel like again, I mean that's a little harsh. I don't know. I feel like again though, when you hear something over and over for years, people right. say, drilling this into you. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? He's like, well, a real movie. I yeah. could see somebody but, saying that. I could see him saying that. Let's also say, guys, I really don't think they knew exactly what the sequel was going to be at that point. So yeah. they really just didn't have the, the, the stinger. You know they just didn't know what it was going to be. And I don't know if they will, and I, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I think the constant prodding is probably maybe what got to him. Like, when people keep saying, like, hey, you know that thing that Marvel does at the end of every movie that makes everyone really, really excited for the right. next one? Psst, we yeah, don't need that. Don't prod Christopher Nolan. Let's move on to the next film, because... Yep. This, I honestly have to say, is a film that I am so incredibly excited about. Uh, and it's it's the biggest mystery to a lot of people. A lot of people are comparing it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously. And that's Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Do you know Suicide Squad has been around since 1959? I do now. <laughs> I mean... That's unbelievable to me, and, and nobody knows about it. I didn't even know that much about but Suicide Squad. But that's why Squad. Guardians, part of the reason that worked is people were like, who the hell are the Guardians of the Galaxy? And the movie right. was done so well, a lot of humor, but the casting was fantastic, too. This right. is one of the movies on the slate that I'm the most excited about. Me, too. I, yeah. I think it's got hell some yeah. really, really strong potential here. I mean... I don't, I'm not that knowledgeable about Suicide Squad. I, from TV shows, uh, coming over from Arrow, I've seen mm-hmm. it a little bit, uh, just so you guys right. know, I'm a TV junkie, so Great. I do watch all the a DC shows. Um, so I, I'm kind of aware, but I don't know as much as... The team has had dozens of people. The right. one consistent character pretty much since the beginning, uh, has been Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Frank Lawton, I believe is his name. And he is like just a super great assassin, super accurate with uh, guns, with any kind of projectile almonds. Uh, 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 a little bit of Hawkeye in there, a little bit of Bullseye in there, if you're going to compare him to something in the Marvel Universe, but he kind of predates both of them. Mm-hmm. He's got a code of honor, He, but he's still a villain. He's a mercenary. Um, so... You know, he's a great anti-hero to lead this film. And there's been talk about some of the other characters, uh, potentially seeing Harley Quinn for the first time, who was only really introduced in the Suicide Squad. I love her. uh, Part of the New 52, which just launched in 2011. Harley Quinn's a character that didn't even exist in the comics until the 1992 Batman the Animated Series created. Right, yeah, yeah. So this is a a character that was so popular from that incredible animated series that it actually has made its way into the culture of the comics. She's awesome and so unique and her whole thing with Joker. She, what yeah, do you think about the rumored director, David Ayer? Yeah, I, I think that He that's looks great. terrifying. He looks <laughs> like he could be a member of the Suicide Squad. He really, really does. Um, <laughs> I think that that's awesome. Recently, just saw Fury. Um, I think that he's very talented. I could absolutely see him doing this. There's a lot of rumored talent, too. Will Smith, Tom Hardy, uh, Matt, Ryan Margo, Gosling. Hey, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, yeah. What Ryan would Gosling. she do, though? Would she play Harley? Uh, she could be Harley. Or a uh, love interest. Maybe a love interest. There's also... Uh, 
There's also another like cold freezing type character that was uh, that was in the in the version that was pretty out pretty recently. Who not Captain Cold? Uh, no, not Captain yeah. Cold, but something like that. Who traditionally? So they're made up of traditionally. It's actually it moves around a lot. Captain Boomerang has been on the series a lot. So most likely, if Gosling and Will Smith are cast, I would say Will Smith could be your Deadshot. Gosling could be your boomerang. Okay. Or kind of even vice versa. They have a lot to choose from, and that, that's the cool thing about it is they can keep us guessing on who, who's going to be in it. But obviously Will Smith, he obviously he has the frame to handle that kind of character. There's no doubt about that. And then, of course, see the picture of Harley right there, which is yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, there's, so and cool. here's Captain Boomerang. Right. Um, yeah, there's okay. also rumors of the character Blockbuster being in this version of the Suicide Squad. Blockbuster is uh, is a character. Uh, his name is Mark Desmond. He's a guy that kind of experimented on himself. Also a character that's had many iterations over the years. But basically, he's going to be your bruiser. Mm. You need a strong man. He's not quite like Hulk-level strength, but he's a tough guy. What do you guys think about this being the second movie? movie in the slate that they release. I think it's genius. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like Batman v Superman is pretty much going to be like your first Justice League movie. It's going to be huge. Cool. And I think that they do smart to kind of pull it back a little bit and let like these villains, these unsavory characters, people have been calling it like, uh, 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 what is it, like the Magnificent Seven or uh, the... Uh, 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 oh, I don't know what to give the to you. Criminal, yeah, the criminal, okay. uh, yeah, you know the criminal movie, uh, basically like oh, that. Ocean's Eleven. No, not Ocean's I Eleven. Really, <laughs> I was reading this and I totally just get picked up late. Sorry. But basically, these guys are going to be like mercenaries that are uh, working for the government. Usually, they always work for Amanda Waller who right. is uh, a doctor at Bell Reeve Prison. Yeah. Bell Reeve is one of the many prisons in the DC Universe. you got your Bell Reeve, you got your Blackgate, you got your Arkham Asylum, actually. Yeah. Um, and they are doing these missions for the government so that to commute their sentence or to mm-hmm. get shortened sentences. Right, so basically she goes to them and says, here's the project for you, go do this, and then you can get out of prison basically, early. Yeah. yeah. Which we see on Arrow, which I, I'm loving that I'm able to tie all this together. And, and in Gotham, actually, the TV show, they're introducing and talking a lot about Arkham Asylum and that kind of yes. thing. And, yeah. yeah, well, that's it's it's really big on that. But there's also rumors that Jesse Eisenberg is going to be in this film right. as Lex Luthor, so... Whether that will supplant the Waller character, or if he's the kind of puppet I master mean, pulling the strings. There's so many characters they could choose from, and that's why this is going to be so great. And you mentioned about being genius, being the second movie. You know, we got Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. That's mm-hmm. basically saying, here we go. Yeah. yeah. And then Suicide Squad. I'm a huge fan of compilation films. I love having a team of people together. Yes, totally. And no better than, and, I mean. And you know. I also think what makes a character great in a film is building the legend of that character. You know, like Quentin Tarantino does it so well. When you watch Kill Bill, he spends so much time building up the legend yeah. of each of these enemies that when that character, when the bride fights them, you have this history. And it's badass. You saw that whole thing with like Lucy Liu's character, so it means something. Giving us this whole film is going to possibly do what the Marvel films have not done so great, and that's give so much service to the heroes that like the villains often feel like they're thrown in at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so just giving us a backstory, making these villains complex characters. Which is so yeah. cool because we love to find out how do people get the way that they are. Exactly. And, and villains, you really want to know that because it's like, oh, you're such a you're such a mean, mean person. How did you become like this? Well, you, and they yeah. have stories. They all have stories. You want to be invested. And that's what right. I think uh, was so great about Dark Knight, about how Two-Face became Two-Face. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating. Yes. Just, just the way things happen to him about he, you know, he was trying. And what's the one quote he had? If you live long enough, you'll become a villain. I, that's probably yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not the exact to quote. See yourself become, become a villain. Thank exactly. you. It just, I, oh god, it just 
to watch that and that's to watch my, the transformation. That's probably my favorite comic book superhero film of all time. You just said it right there. I yeah. can't think of one better than The Dark Knight. I mean, so good, epically rewatchable film. Like whenever it's on, I'm done. I can't go anywhere. Actually, the first two Batman Begins or that one, yeah, they are so mm. rewatchable. I to just me. rewatched Batman Begins yesterday, actually, right before I watched Man of Steel because I've been on a binge. Don't you think that's what makes a great movie when it's like you don't even have to think about like I saw this already. You're just like oh, The Dark God, Knight I'm keeps here. you so uncomfortable the entire movie. Movie. Then of course you got Ledger, who's just got a legendary. And honestly, I've been watching you guys tweet at us a lot, and you have been asking us to talk about the trilogy, Dark Knight Rises, and the, yeah, all of those and stuff. we absolutely will because you know here this is our first episode. We just kind of want to run down the slate, but like we said, we still have till twenty sixteen. We haven't even done that. Like, we're, 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 we're this might be a two parter. Our first episode. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, you know, well, well, that's what we're going to do every week. We're going to hit all the news that has happened in the past week for you, and then we're just going to ham it up and talk about what we think you guys want to talk about and holler back at us whether it's Twitter whether it's YouTube well. try, to, try to be nice but holler back at us let us know and then we'll Listen, just we'll, we'll do it say what you want about me but you leave Sandy Gertler out of this because that woman's a saint <laughs> alright yeah. um, also here's another rumor I, I had there was uh, Cara Delevingne uh, uh, Cara Delevingne yeah as possible Harley Quinn. Huh. That was another rumor. She's a British actress. Other well-known. They're, they're using a lot of unknown people, and I love that. Yeah. That is the, 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 the legend of DC. Like, sometimes when you use too big a star... I agree. It, it really... You know, it casts a shadow over the role. I think it's a good idea for Suicide Squad because they're less iconic roles. Right. So you but can for Wonder use Woman, I'm so glad they didn't just find a famous chick. Like, I would have puked if they got Katherine Heigl or something like that. Yeah. I feel Heigl. the same way. Just picking a chick. Every you know. time I go out on a date, I'm the same thing. I'm like, oh, another famous chick. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want your She's not entourage. getting my sausages. I don't okay. want the paparazzi. This is really exciting, though, guys. The standalone Wonder Woman movie. And okay, yeah. let's move on. Let's talk about Wonder Woman no. A little bit. It's awesome. I mean, obviously, I'm a little Wonder biased Woman! because I I do have breasts, so that makes me a woman, I suppose. She does. Like, what kind of a comment was that, Roxy? Anyway, <laughs> wait a sec. Were you just trying to like see if we were still paying attention right there? I really don't. You're know. welcome, Schmoville. She's got breasts. Yes. Anyway, so I just I'm really so Wonder Woman. I'm really excited for this. We don't get enough all female. This movie right. is just about Wonder Woman. It's her standalone badass. Movie. I, I'm just excited. I think she looks and great. I'm I'm backing it up. What I really dig is that it's probably going to be set in the 1920s. Which is, I love any movie that's set during the 20s, let's, 30s, let's 40s. Let's talk about love that yeah. particular element for a little bit. Because we know we're going to see her first in the modern day in Batman v Superman. You're making an interesting oh, face. I just kind of a side smirk. Taken. Um, I, here's mm. the thing. I love the 1920s also. I think that that's awesome. I just don't know why they're setting themselves up for complications right now. We're already going to be introduced to oh, this character. That's true. And we're going to be introduced to her now. So, well, what if Wonder Woman so, doesn't age? Uh, it's got to be something like... Well, yeah. No, yeah. I'm assuming that they're not going um, to have her be like 90 years old in Batman v Superman and they just only keep her young and hot. Right. In, in the or Wonder they freeze Woman. her like the end of Captain America. But the point <laughs> is, the they're allowed to do whatever they want. So why they would choose this to be what they do? Mm. We're already getting introduced and I then we're like going back in time. I don't know. I would like to answer that question. I think I call on you. 
I think it's a freaking great idea. Okay, because tell me why. Sell again, me. again, slowing down the momentum. Let's take her back. Let's see how she became who she was. Do you think that's put what it's going to be? Yep. I think you're going to put her in a world where you don't have Batman around. You don't have Superman. She gets to be the only superpowered person. I think we're going to see her on Paradise Island, the mascara, and and we're going to see uh, her interaction with uh, you know a, a guy that you know stumbles onto the island. And she eventually goes out into the world. We see her leave her fellow warrior princess women hmm. and how she deals with being this powerful strong woman in that time and then she gets the kick ass I was a huge fan of the Linda Carter series so I mean sure. Wonder Woman's a great character why do we have to go back all the way to the 20s though I mean it, notoriously is Wonder Woman a character that doesn't age I, what's no going? she doesn't age I so, think she ages very slow much like Superman okay. and a vampire but I think that um, aesthetically I think it's a great choice so all yeah. the movies don't look the same I just love I, I love pieces. the first Captain America for those yeah. reasons too I think it was really bald to set the first Captain America knowing where it was going to go and just you know saying like alright we're going to do one in the 20s then we'll take her back and show her in the 40s and 50s show right. different adventures and in right, essence that could, that could end up empowering her character even more not just giving her her own you know franchise her own film it could just show like hey she's got an amazing history right. just did, like everyone else does they talked about a, a sequel having it be placed during World War II era and here's the thing when I first read all of this I was sitting there and I was so excited at the edge of my seat like I love love things like this but when I started to think about it it bothered me that we're getting that later we're seeing her we're investing ourselves in her yeah. and then we're going back to get the history it's like a very very long flashback that I don't know but if you I... don't know that it, we don't know that the Wonder Woman standalone movie totally takes place in the 20s that's right. true it that's could go true. back and forth I mean the main story could be in the 20s and, and come back get your stuff together well, don't worry about Wonder Woman uh, you know the main <laughs> story could take place in the 20s but you know the there could also be a story that is progressive and kind of leading us into so what that next movie is going to be that's what I want to see I want to see the jump back and forth. Right, I don't want right. to just be stuck back there. And if the sequel does take place during the World War II era, that has me a little bit concerned because who's the villain going to be? Another pseudo-Nazi organization that we've already seen in films? You know what I mean? So, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, but you know... We're getting ahead of ourselves, obviously. Yeah, well, obviously that's there's a lot of time. But, yeah, but that's all we can do is speculate and that's kind of the fun that we're having on this show is like nobody knows until we know. Speaking about speculation... Currently, they're looking for a female director for this movie. Yes, which let's I talk about that. How do you like that? I think that it's awesome. Um, at risk of sounding like Alicia Malone on our show, who's always, okay. always about all the women. I think that's great. I think yeah. that women understand women. It's good that he's a female director. Uh, I think it'd be I like great. It. As long as it's the right female director. I don't just want any woman off the street because she's a woman. I just think there are a lot of great female directors, so why not? For some reason, I'm just woman. picturing like Penny Marshall trying to direct under Wonder Woman right now. Just... That, no, that How's would, that yeah. image? Well, look, there have been uh, a <laughs> and couple I'm not even going to try to do it. There have been a couple of really strong names uh, tossed out there so far. Obviously, Catherine Bigelow is at the top of mm-hmm. everyone's left. Uh, um, uh, um, you know, uh, someone that directed, I forget her name, she directed a lot of the Game of Thrones. That was a very exciting Oh, one. I was reading about that. Uh, also, the woman that was supposed, Patty Jenkins, is it? The woman that was supposed to direct Thor The Dark World and kind of left that project. Here's so the thing. Women. I just don't. Unless it's really instrumental to the story that the director needs to know what it's like to be a woman, um, that I don't understand why um, you need to specifically look for a female director any more or less than a female director should direct Justice League. I think it's simple. They're not. PR. It's not a female woman directing Justice League, though. It is a man. They already have booked a man. And most people do. They they have a man director. But if it is PR, then I don't think that's how you choose your director for your film. 
I don't think that if there was a it's man, a big film. if there was a man who came up with a great pitch, an amazing pitch, and he was like, "This is what we're gonna do," I wouldn't say no. He shouldn't direct that because he's a man. But I think it's awesome that they're open to the possibility and and seeking out a woman. There's sure, plenty of women out there that could kick butt at this. Sure, she's gonna have to know her stuff. All of I'm course. saying is that they should be open to it either way, and they shouldn't let it get out there that we're looking for a female director to direct our female-led film because we're so pro women. Come see our movie because we love everyone. You know, I just don't. I don't think that that's the way to go. I think get the best director, make an incredible film. Even if that's a woman. We know. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, yes, even if it's a woman, it doesn't matter. Look, I, I think <laughs> that we know that DC has a little bit of a publicity catch-up to play, right? Yeah. Marvel's got a lot of great press. Yeah. Marvel makes great news every time they make an announcement about films. Well, for example, their announcement for the whole new spiel was so cool because they said, Hey, fans. Come on and hang out. Right. DC made their announcement in really in front of what? To shareholders. Yeah. Kevin Suchihara is not Kevin Feige. And like, who is the Kevin Feige for DC? Is it Jeff Johns? I don't know. He's the he's the chief creative officer for DC. Mm-hmm. He has a hand in a lot of the uh, television TV shows, shows movies. and movies. But I still don't think he's like the president like Feige. I feel like Feige is the guy who is the guy. And I don't know who that is at Warner DC. And, and you need that. They need someone who has an ear to the streets, if I'm going to use that term. Because, I mean, Marvel seems to be on top of it. DC's got to do the same thing. Listen, we just have a couple of minutes left, and I think this is going to be kind of a two-part episode, much like the Justice League movies. Um, So let's try to round it out and just talk a little bit about... Oh, our favorite uh, favorite moments? Well, the Justice League movie. Okay. I think let's just bring it home with the Justice League movie, and, we'll, and then we'll we'll move on until next week. And we'll, so we'll next week, right. Flash, Aquaman, Shazam, Justice League Part Two, Cyborg, we Green. Got to do our favorite DC moments in the first episode. Well, I don't know if we have really a lot of time what? for that now. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Justice League movie. Uh, great. Awesome. I, we have no idea. We know nothing about well, it. We know it's Zack Snyder. We know Aquaman. We know who's being cast. Yep. Uh, we've yeah. got Ben Affleck. Wonder we've Woman. got MoMA, who I'm obsessed with. We've got Gal. Mola. We've got he- uh, Henry's coming on. Ray Fisher. Uh, Ezra Miller. You go, Ezra We don't Miller. know. I mean, we don't know that Ray Fisher will be part of the team, probably, but we but, don't know. I'm yeah. assuming he will be. But uh, we don't know we also Green have no is. idea who our Green Lantern will be. We'll talk about that next week. So these characters are definitely confirmed to be in, because Justice League has had different reincarnations. Well... These are the characters in the movies that are going to be happening, so we right. have to assume that it will be picked from here. Yeah. There's no one to say that a more minor character couldn't also be part of the team. No Martian Like, like an Adam, or I doubt a Martian Manhunter. Um, we'll talk about Shazam next week, so that could be part of it. I think if they have the actors, they're going to use them. I think most of them signed on for four films, yeah. so yeah. probably well, well, they're going to use... If Shazam's getting his own flick, he's probably going to show up in one of them, right? Yeah. Um, I would assume so, but I think we should save... Uh, the Shazam talk for next week Uh, I think there's a lot of great reading to do I will say one thing I wanted to recommend to people if you want to know more about Suicide Squad I just saw Assault on Arkham the new DVD Mm -hmm. uh, the new animated film and it is sick you got Kevin Conroy doing the voice of Batman who's done it since the 90s but it's all about the Suicide Squad and it is the most adult Graphic, really? violent, sexually explicit DC film oh, I ever man. seen. There's a great couple of topless scenes with Harley Quinn. If you ever wanted to see Harley Quinn get down and not necessarily with her pudding in cartoon form, in cartoon form. I don't don't get that excited. Adam, I'm sorry. That. This is too excited for a grown man to be. We probably should be wrapping it up at that time, guys. That's a good time. How to wrap can we up. find everybody online? I got to catch my breath here. Ladies first. Go ahead, Ross. Uh, guys. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. More importantly, you can find us at DC Movie. 
Movies SK. That's on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us uh, where we live on the Schmoes No podcast mm-hmm. channel. Also SchmoesNo.com. Guys, we read everything. Tweet at us. Uh, comment on YouTube. Go to iTunes. Don't make us cry on YouTube, though. Yeah. Like, be nice. Or, or yeah. do. I, I like to watch yeah. grown men cry. That's so uh, where can I'll we cry. find you? Sorry, Johnny. Uh, we're going to well, talk about our favorite moments yeah. real quick. Oh. Okay. Sure. So we'll let's do favorite back. moments. So do then I get we'll to re plug myself? Yeah, you re plug yeah, yourself. Pull. Everyone loves um, you. You re plug Okay, just checking. In the booth, uh, we have, uh, like, Superman's father, Jatorel, uh, has given us the permission <laughs> to talk about some of our favorite movies. Jorel Ellis, everyone. Jor Ellis, his name is, as a matter of fact. Actually, I meant JTE. Jatorel. He's standing there. Yes. So, I think Ellis is more like Dark Side. So, I just thought it would be cool to end with talking about a favorite DC film moment yep. not necessarily from Man of Steel mm. this could be uh, it could be from the 1982 Wes Craven film Swamp Thing mm-hmm. uh, it could be from you the, had uh, to Dick that Donner's oh, you had to Swamp Thing is oh man that was the scariest movie I watched as a kid <laughs> well, well what's a DC movie moment you'd like to recount uh, you know not just because I rewatched it yesterday but I remember I was 13 years old when I first saw uh, Begins Batman Begins and I wow. man I just Wait, how old did you say you were Wait, when you were 13? I know, I'm that young. That movie was I'm in 2005. Okay. 2005. even younger than I thought. So, anyway, I remember being 13. I remember watching it. I remember not knowing his story. And I remember uh, watching his parents get murdered for the first time and just feeling like, holy crap, I'm in. I mean, that sounds sick and twisted, but no, I didn't no, no, know no. why he ended up being the way he was. I knew who Batman was, but I didn't know anything about his history. Um, and watching that for the first time, I just felt like this poor kid. There's, All right. There's something called uh, verisimilitude that they talk about a lot in films. It means similar to reality, similar to right. the truth. That's what Nolan did so well in those films. Absolutely. He said, if this were to happen, how would this be? This wasn't a superhero part of the movie. And, and it's the just, whole thing was so realistic. By making that so grounded, you see, you need to see his motivation for this guy to become this psychopath. Yeah. Great moment. Absolutely. That's a great moment. I am going to do a moment that just stands out in my life. It's not a good one. This one brought me to tears. It scared me so bad as a kid. Uh, Superman 3. Uh-huh. The entire film. <laughs> now, um, the point in Superman 3, I forget how old I was when I saw it. I must have been maybe four-ish, something like that. It's the scene where that woman gets drawn into the computer and all of a sudden she turns into a cyborg. That scared me so bad I had yeah. to hide behind my dad's lazy boy crying. And I was like, you're going to save me, fuzzy chair. And it was oh, terrifying. Oh, so that it just stands out in my life. And it's not a great moment, but that's just – It's I not remember. a great movie, but there's some cool parts of that movie. Yeah. Well, uh, that's one of them, and it scared the shit yeah. out of me. Yeah, and we'll the talk Jesus. some other time. we got to talk about the Superman versus Clark Kent fight in the dump. I mean – don't tell me that's not an incredible scene. I don't care what you think. Old drunk. Um, I'm going to keep it in Superman because I'm feeling emotional right now. Um, seeing that always makes me cry. Um, when uh, uh, the first Superman, Richard Donner Superman, when he's uh, high school Clark and he races home after like the football team is mean to him and he like shows up and like they're driving the car and then he just like runs ahead of them and they're like, how did you get here so fast? And then his dad busts him showing off. Yeah, and it's just like that's that's what made him this great guy, you know, is because of that growing up on the farm in Kansas, and it was uh, he's a good dad. You that can movie, relate to man, that being from Kansas. No, I can't at all <laughs> being from Long Island, but I, I, I do. I do feel like whatever morals I got are from these books, you know, like these books are my Bible. This is my moral uh, compass, my moral code, and and I, I I'm not going to apologize about that. I'm not going to say that a Bible a Bible a Torah a Quran is any better than you know just anything don't show that teaches this, you how to be a good person. Just don't show your parents the last minute. 
Just because you got, <laughs> you're like, yeah, these comic books taught me how to be a person. Thanks, oh, mom and dad. No. Well, you know what? Who, who let me? Who bought me the, the comics? Where are my parents? Oh, so uh, I'm uh, Adam Gertler. You can find me online at Adam Gertler on Twitter. Oh, at Jay Quasto, J-Q-U-A-S-T-O, or jlowcomedy.com. Thank you so much for bearing with us. This has been our first episode. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a train wreck. This is DC Movie News. We're in the Schmoes No family. See you next time, Schmoville. From producers Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, and the entire Schmoes No Network crew, we would like to thank you for listening to DC Movie News. Special thanks to Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, the author of Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, in stores now. To watch or listen to other episodes of DC Movie News or other episodes of shows on the Schmoes No Network, go to the YouTube channel youtube.com slash podcast or join the conversation and listen to all the episodes on schmoesno.com or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review DC Movie News. I'm the Pit Boss, and this has been a presentation of Schmoes No.